Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. This is your host, Dottie May, and we've got an awesome, fun show coming up for you. Although, I'm assuming that because I just realised that when get when hosts say that, they don't actually know what is coming, um, but you hope you hope for that. And uh, I've never I've never fall, fell short, I don't think. Um, <laughs> it's always been good. Um, I've had fun anyway. That's uh, the main thing. <laughs> um, have you had a good week and had lots of laughter? Uh, we had we had an awesome fun week at the Clown Lab this week, uh, playing with uh, transformation for our clowns, which was a lot of fun. Uh, that's held every six every Tuesday at six pm. Um, although there'll be some changes coming up in the future, so make sure you stay tuned for all the changes on Facebook. Got a couple of groovy guests in today, but before I introduce them, I am going to tell you a story of something that happened today. Um, I was playing my guitar, practicing for a gig, and I forgot that the fan was on. Now, my guitar is a beautiful, beautiful instrument uh, that I love dearly, um, but I got very excited with how the song went, and I put my guitar up into the air to celebrate, and it went into the fan. And I just heard this big gunk. I thought, oh, my God. Just saw my guitar's life flash before my eyes and thought it was all over. I just – I thought that it had taken off the whole, like, neck of the guitar. Luckily, didn't. Only two big dents in it. Um, it hasn't been compromised in terms of the sound quality. It was very devastating. And uh, that's when I realised I probably shouldn't be a mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will, but um, I probably won't share that story ever again because it shows how neglectful I can be when I'm excited. Um, I'm going to introduce my guests to you now. Today we have Cameron and we have Jim in from Big Fork Theatre. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So good to see you. So good to have you in for a chat. How's the day been? It's been good. I feel like you shouldn't worry about motherhood from that anecdote. Like your <laughs> baby does not have the proportions of a guitar normally. That's true. So the baby's going to be fine if you throw it. Like if you threw it harder, but you wouldn't. So my day's been good. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. Been at work. How's your day been, Cameron? I've had a good day as well. Just uh, been at work. Luckily, I work close to here relatively, oh, which is good. That's awesome. But uh, I, I'm not going gonna to tell you whether or not you should be a mother based on a guitar that's anecdote. Fair. I'm not I no, I just that's that, your choice. Yeah, yeah, and you know, look, maybe my child would, um, through being exposed to neglect, would learn to fend for themselves earlier on and be kind of like Matilda. And that's inspiration for the songs, though, right? On their guitar, it is. <laughs> 
go. And they'll know never to throw their guitar up in the air when there's a fan going. You taught them that. Exactly. Oh, see? Yeah, incredible. You can really turn everything on its head, can't you? Motherhood. <laughs> I've, I've actually just had a friend have uh, – my friend just had a baby this week. Oh, wow. Congrats to them. You guys yeah. had any babies this week? Uh, not me personally. But it is, that, it is that time of life, I feel like – Time of the year too. Well, I don't, like uh, I'm 30, and this is the time when yes. friends are starting to have babies. Why yeah. aren't you having children, Jim? That's the question. That's the question. <laughs> get uh, into the real grilling the, stuff. <laughs> this is not the hero. This is this is the third degree. Uh, now we're going to phone in your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we've actually <laughs> dun, dun, dun. we've actually got your parents here today, yeah, exactly. Jim, to yeah. ask you why they're not grandparents yet. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> the sound effects are so important. They're very important. I can't even explain. Do people that. know? Do people who listen to this podcast know about the sound effect process? All the time, because it, as, like as you guys them. witnessed, it yeah. took a long time. I'm not quite the professional yet. I've got a bit of work well, to just, do on the the I, efficiency of picking sound effects. I, I don't think you can rush that kind of process. I think it's mm. a very important one. Um, yep. It needs to be unique to every podcast. <laughs> <you> do. <laughs> it does. People aren't going to tune in if they've got you know the same uh, sound, sound effects. effects every week. No. I know, I know, and they do they do really add something special. I'm glad we got that one. <laughs> yeah, the dog agrees. Yeah. So tell us about yourself, guys. I don't know anything about you. Uh, well, we are. You mean Big Fork as a um, company, or just start us? with you as people, oh, and then we'll work into Big Fork. After you. Uh, well, my name is Cameron. Just to associate the name to the voice for those <laughs> listening at home. Um, I've always lived in Brisbane. I've uh, lived in exactly two suburbs in Brisbane. Wow. Not that's quite next door to each other, but there's that's uh, conservative. You think it's conservative? I think so. I just love the South Side. <laughs> Uh, you do love he, I, If there's one thing I know about Cameron yeah. Is that he loves the south side <laughs> I, I love And the, now I know that I love the dichotomy of north side, south side If someone tells me from the, they're from the inner west mm. I just lose my mind It doesn't exist Yeah, it's north and south <laughs> I moved to the north side fairly recently And I noticed yep. a distinct like lowering of his estimation of me Oh, wow no, It was more like looking back on past instances with Jim and now that he lives on the north side going, ah, it all explains it now. It makes so much more sense. It comes together. Didn't match up when you lived on the south side, but now that you live on the north side, <laughs> crystal clear. <laughs> His life come, has come into perfect balance, like potentially? I think, yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. I feel like it has. <laughs> My name's, this is the Jim voice. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that. I literally know nothing about you Yeah, guys, We've so met like great. once or twice. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, do you have more to say about you? Uh, I, well, <laughs> We know so far, what, you've lived on the south side. What aspects of my life do people want to hear about? Oh, well, it's the humour. It's the humour. Well, the humor. look, and we can, our listeners could also request that. So you guys can go onto the Facebook page, oh. send, send us through an email. What do you want to know about Cam? And, oh, uh, wow. and um, we can have him back on if you've got some good questions. All right. Oh, I'll happily just reply to some emails. <laughs> how long have you been doing comedy for, Cam? A how long time. How long have, uh, officially... Uh, this is my 12th year doing live comedy in Brisbane. Um, oh. But, I, you know, I did star as Santa Claus in my kindergarten play and oh. I thought I brought a lot of humour to the role. I didn't That's get to, amazing. I didn't get to Santa until grade three. I had wow. to wait until grade three. You've got to work your way up. Yeah, we, we, saw we both played young Santas. <laughs> I guess. We didn't know that. <laughs> and, and That's a movie I'm going to write, Young Santa. Young Santa. <laughs> Uh, well, that's about the only Christmas movie that hasn't been written, made, really. Yeah. <laughs> what about 
about you, Jim? Uh, I'm Jim. Stuff. This is the Jim voice. Uh, I, I've lived in other places. Uh, I was born in England, uh, born in London and moved here when I was three. Uh, my dad's from the north of England. Um, my biggest comedy fan is my dad. He loves everything Big Fork does. Oh, that's so cool. Today he, today he, um, <laughs> today, because we just, we're posting cast announcements about our Brisbane Comedy Festival show. Yeah. Um, and my one was today on our Facebook page. And so he copied the content of the <laughs> post yeah. and the picture and then pasted it <laughs> into a message to the Big Fork Theatre Facebook account, just a private message. <laughs> and then because it was, uh, the link was in there. It posted it twice. <laughs> so we just got a message from my dad today, which was the, the link we'd posted twice. He wanted to send a message and he then followed it up with a thumbs up <laughs> thumbs emoji. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> to say, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, that's the third sound effect. We've got them all three now. Um, uh, I've been doing comedy for, I started doing comedy in Canberra when I lived in Canberra as a public servant uh, because there's not too much to do in Canberra. So it was something to do. Awesome. Uh, and discovered improv there and then moved back to Brisbane and fell in with uh, with these guys, Big Fork and the rest of the mob. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's me. That's cool. That's me, I guess. Very good. And, and um, tell us about Big Fork Theatre then. Whatever you want to start with. Like, how did, how did you guys come about? I'm really curious about that. So Big Fork Theatre got its start via a sketch comedy show. Mm. There was a monthly sketch comedy show that it started in West End. Um, called Get It In Ya, with yep. an asterisk above the it, <laughs> to say that the it means live comedy. Mm. So get it, asterisk, live comedy, in ya. Yes. Uh. Um, that's sort of where it got its start. <laughs> and that um, show still happens. Sorry, that show is still going on. Wow, yeah. cool. And that started in 2014. So coming up to five, oh. November will be five years doing Get It In Ya. Nice. Um, and that started when myself... Uh, Rosa and Taylor also from Big Fork and yep. my former comedy partner, Ed, after we came back from studying Chicago and seeing an experimental sketch comedy show there yep. called uh, the Holy Fuck Comedy Hour. I know oh. I know we discussed potentially not swearing, but <laughs> it's done. it is in the name. It's like it's 11.30 at night this show takes place and it's like an hour of experimental comedy and it's a new show every week and that was the inspiration. Yeah. That is so cool. But we've always done improv, so yep. we knew that after that was gaining momentum that we were, and my comedy partner, Ed deserted me to Melbourne. Never got over it. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Dog one, the dog one. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> was a dog act. I was going to say, how are you turning that around? Cause that sounds like a very happy dog to me. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> Is he a happy dog now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ed, Ed and I, uh, we're still really good friends. I still pre- I still perform with him. Every, sure for a second. No, yeah. every time I go down to every time I go down to Melbourne, I try and perform with him. And oh, that's so cool! That's um, awesome. So yeah, and he he came up for the one year anniversary of Get It In You after he left. So we're still on good terms. He came but up for the one year anniversary. Can we tell the story real quick? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, do it. Do it then. So um, he came up for the one year anniversary, and he did this sketch about trying to find the perfect sound. He was like a a PhD student, I think, but also a DJ. It was about trying to find the perfect sound and he was doing, ex- he was using a, a synth live on stage, experimenting with it. And when we did our show at visions gallery, sometimes there would be bands that would be on after us. So sometimes we could go for as long as we want. Other times we'd have a band standing outside going, what the hell is this? This isn't meant to be a live music venue. And to, to clarify, get it in your sketches normally like three, four minutes long. Yeah. So Ed, I was starting to, 
roll my fingers to say wrap it up when he got to the 15 minute mark and I had to cut uh, butt hospital <laughs> sorry uh, correction fart hospital fart hospital yeah I was about to say uh, which was the ultimate in fart jokes um, it is very good uh, I kind of kind of want to hear that now. Like, is this this podcast is just going to be like? I wasn't in Fart Hospital, but I believe Fart <laughs> Hospital was just like a, a hospital where people had to get like infusions of farts. Fart, farts were <laughs> the uh, medical. Yeah. Um, uh, the head of the hospital was Dr. Fartimus Bow. Yep. <laughs> And then makes sense. once you choose that, the whole sketch writes itself. Self, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Uh, it was very funny. Like I was in that sketch, legitimately quite funny. Um, <laughs> but I think the other thing with Big Fork Theatre is like Brisbane's. You know, improv has been around forever, and and Brisbane's had improv companies doing, um, I guess, theatre sports. Yeah. Um, and that kind of whose lines that anyway kind of improv, and yeah. then um, the five of us, the, the directors of Big Fork, went over to. Uh, Chicago and studied at uh, IO, Improv Olympic in Chicago, which is like cool. the home of uh, American style improv, which is like what Tina Fey is, any polls of the world have, yeah. have come from. Uh, and we thought, well, we want to bring that back to, when I say we, I wasn't involved at that point, but the thought was to bring that style of improv back to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, yeah, all five directors have done the training over at IO yeah. at some point. Which is, I think, also really good. We didn't necessarily go over as five doing it at the exact mm. same time, so we all had slightly different experiences of the same experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that's but that's cool. like a that's like a five-week intensive that you – people from all over the world come to Chicago and then you get grouped up into, like, motley crews of 15 people. Yeah. And you basically hang out with this group of people for five weeks and make lifelong friends and have a great time and learn comedy. And it's – That sounds amazing. Any listeners who are interested in improv mm. is the thing. Very cool. Uh, apart from taking a class with Big Fork Theatre. Yeah. yeah. Se- second only to taking a class Correct. with Big Fork Theatre. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what do you guys find funny? Well, so... At the moment, yeah. At the moment. Mm. Oh, so the Brisbane Comedy Festival is on at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think as I do more comedy, I find the dumber something is, the funnier it is. Yeah. Like a long time, I was like, oh, I like, I like smart comedy. You know, like British comedy is very, very funny, you know, and I still love that. But at the same time, like something super dumb is also very funny. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, definitely. I've always enjoyed um, dumb comedy. At the moment, <laughs> I'm really liking a podcast called The Grub. Oh, okay. Uh, from a sketch podcast from Melbourne. Awesome. Very funny, uh, very stupid in a lot of ways. But also, um, also enjoying Taskmaster, which is a British sort of, it's almost like a uh, panel show, but not quite. It's where they have to complete stupid tasks and they're all comedians. Are on. Oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. And it's got James, the one, the season I really love, it's got James Acaster in it. He's very funny. Mm. I think like, uh, suss those out. That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, like British panel shows, like that is something I will always think is funny. Like no matter what kind of panel show it is, I'm normally <laughs> yeah. going to find it funny. Like, would I yeah. lie to you? Like it's the yeah. same formula in every episode, but your camera is shaking his head at me. No, 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 I'm not shaking. I'm sort of like, <laughs> you're right. It's the same it's format. It's the same format. It's still every episode. <laughs> and every single episode, I'll be like in tears crying. That's great. Uh, there's something about English panel shows that just... Because they're unique. They, they, they don't work anywhere else in the world. Like, yeah. There's no American comedy panel shows really that I can think of. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think Australia is very good at it because the ones that I've seen, apart from Spicks and Specs, people always want to get the questions right. But yeah, not, but they want to <laughs> they get it right. Care too much. They yeah. want to get it right before they get it funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
But yeah, that's that, well, British humour is, is its own entity, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Well, it's like Blackadder was my jam. Mm. When I was growing up, Blackadder was my, uh, and I think Cameron and I were talking before about Rowan Atkinson is like extremely uh, foundational to like what I find funny, I think. Like yeah. Rowan Atkinson's stand up, one man show, I should say, uh, in like the 80s and 90s mm. is this like finely honed hour of like seven or eight sketches that go yeah. for like five, 10 minutes each and they're all just incredible. Uh, so the listeners should definitely check that out. This is called Rowan Atkinson Live. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, he does this. He does a bunch, but he does the one where he's like the devil welcoming people to hell. That's oh, very funny. Cool. I remember that one. It's very funny. He does, <laughs> he does this one sketch that's entirely just him as the schoolmaster reading out pupil names and the pupil names are all like silly words. Like he'll say, you know, bottom anus. Like he, these are the names of the students. And it's just the way he does it is so... I can't describe. It's just it, there's something magical about his persona in those in that that is special. That's awesome. Um, what do, what did you guys find funny as as kids? Well, my, like Jim, mine was also Rowan Atkinson, but in Mr. Bean. Yeah, I love Mr. Bean. That's what's so good about it. He can do the physical stuff and the yeah. the hyperbole stuff. Sorry, go. On. Yeah, no, I just love Mr. Bean. I loved I loved the movie. I remember. I distinctly remember going to see the movie as a child, and I don't. Just, I, I only remember seeing a handful of uh, movies in the cinema when I was a kid, but the Mr. Yeah. Bean movie mm. was one of them being so excited to go yeah. see it. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, like a slice of Mr. Bean or Rowan Atkinson mm. in anything mm. will make it better, I think. Like Love actually proved true. that. Yeah. Like that little oh. section of him. That's so like uh, is so brilliant. Like it slays the whole the I, whole movie. I reckon. I love Love Actually, and I know there's a you know there's arguments out there against Love Actually, but I always look forward to seeing the small slice of Ron Atkinson. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this is just just a little slice, like lime in a soda. Perfect. I think when I was a kid, uh, like books, a lot of like weird, like Scholastic Book Club. Like horrible histories. Does anyone know what oh, that yeah. is? Like, like weird, like nonfiction humor. Yeah. And the other thing I thought of was this is very nerdy. Is like <laughs> when I was a kid, I was really into like my Nintendo sixty four, mm. and so I used to have like the magazines, like the Nintendo sixty four magazines. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I didn't even know there were. Oh yeah, that's great. And the did um, you call up the Nintendo hotline? Oh, I did not. No, no. I was probably too like, oh, that would cost my parents money. I because you could that. you could call up and get like cheat codes or no, they'd tell you how to complete a level or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that's probably before my time a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but like the, these magazines had cheat codes in the back, so you could oh. look at them. But the thing that the, they always Disgusting. had like screenshots. <laughs> Of, I think it's the Australian, someone in, in podcast and will know what I'm talking about. The Australian N64 magazine, which I think was called N64 Gamer. I think that's right. The, the screenshots of the games had always had funny captions at the bottom. <laughs> and I used to like read them all first and they would make me laugh. That's right. Someone out there in podcast land is going to be like so, identifying really hard with this right now. Yeah. So captioning screenshots. Yeah. From, and yeah. Be like, <laughs> which is like predates meme culture, really. It's like, really, yeah. it's like the memes of Original the early 1990s. Meme. That's just, amazing. You know, I wonder what the person that came up with that's doing right now. Uh, probably, uh, like, the, there's no jobs in magazine writing. So either they're, mm. work, they're working for, like, an internet, a, a, a website, a computer game website, or probably unemployed. Or maybe they're memeing. Maybe they're just professional memers. <laughs> that would be great. If you worked for N64 Gamer uh-huh. or whatever it was actually called, yep. send Jim an email. Yeah, yeah, look, <laughs> let's start it up again. <laughs> 
Let's get it going. going. Specifically N64, not No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 we're going back. (laughs) We're going to start from the beginning, start with Super Mario 64 and work our way forward to like, I don't know, one of the last games in that system. Committed. Cam, what about you? What did you find funny as a kid? Um... So I really love Mr. Bean. Oh, you um, already said that's all right. I also I, like that's when I, I was just a loop. <laughs> that's when I was like eight, ten. Also loved The Simpsons. Yeah, but I wasn't. I was wasn't meant to be allowed to watch it. Yeah, but why not? Uh, I, I, uh, that sort of like idea that Simpsons is bad because Bart is a bad kid. Yeah, my wife had thing. that. Yeah, but um, what I discovered was when they lampooned um the Who Shot Jr. um. Mm. by having the cliffhanger over a season is I realized I could say to my mom, this one, this one's a two part episode. Please <laughs> let me watch the next one. <laughs> and then from then on every episode of the Simpsons was a two part episode. Conveniently. Conveniently. So I remember the, when the 2000 Olympics were on, <laughs> we had Foxtel. Yeah, man. Fox eight ran a marathon of the Simpsons. It was, I think tremendous. the only thing I watched was Nikki Webster, um, <laughs> in the opening ceremony. <laughs> Because I was forced to watch it with my parents, and then the rest of the time I Keen was. Keen on those strawberry kisses, or do you have the book? Do I have the what? The Simpsons book. <laughs> Which Simpsons book? The, the episode guide. That no, as a kid, that was my bible. Like the Simpsons complete guide to your favorite family, and it was oh, it was like a double page spread on every episode, and it would like tell you all like the guest stars and stuff. I'm jealous now. Wow. I'll give. I'll lend it to you. Oh, I, I still have it. We had yeah. a really old school Simpsons game. I don't know if it was like a seagirl or something. Yeah, I had. But we could only get through like I could never get past the first level. Is it, is it on a skateboard? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had that. I had on Did the you? NES, the Nintendo Entertainment. Did you system. ever get past the first episode? Uh, not episode I level. Th- I think the furthest I got was getting killed by the uh, racist Mr. Burns. <laughs> because the, <laughs> is because, that far into it? Like I, I think it was like level two because there was like this I don't reckon they made weird, that many levels. <laughs> I doubt it. There was this weird like. <laughs> Every every level was themed like world themed, and like the one I remember is on the Great Wall of China, and then Mr. Burns is like, oh, like a bit like the hat and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. a Confucius, <laughs> uh, like sort of very racist. Oh, um, just casual racism. Mm. How did they get away? It was, with a, it? it was a different time in eight bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you guys are doing a show soon, hey? We are. We do shows constantly, never stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I do but get that only, vibe. There's only one show you want to talk about. Though. That's correct. Do you, yeah, do you want to focus on one? Let's focus on one show. Groovy. That show is called Around the Campfire, uh, which is our Brisbane Comedy Festival show. Awesome. Um, it is part of the new family program, which means uh, that it can be seen by anyone over the age of nine. Well, anyone can see it, but we recommend ages nine and up because young children are very difficult to entertain. Yeah. We don't want to have to wrangle very young children. But, <laughs> Is there um, wrangling involved? So for, you're happy to wrangle, but adults just not? We, we wrangle it well every week. But <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I'm, I potentially rather have to deal with children than... Some adults, adults absolutely. But we should talk about what the show is. And it's one yeah. of the skills yeah. you need as well. Is that we a do. prerequisite, a, a wrangling... I think we, we, yeah. Well, our community, our community of, of Bigfoot Theatre is yep. like, how many formers do we have now? Oh, at least 50 regular performers. Yeah, so we do a lot of wrangling. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> but we love them. We love them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more wrangling. email wrangling. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. 21st century wrangling and sending powerful, oh, that's a stolen joke from Kelsey Pretty. <laughs> powerful day of sending and receiving emails. Um, uh, Around the Campfire is an yep. improvised uh, comedy show based on that thing of this, you tell stories around the campfire. Yeah, that's yep. like a, a, an, an mm. elemental part of uh, 
what it is to be, I guess, Australian. Is that no? Uh, maybe. Going, going uh, camping. Going camping, you know, these things. So we taking that idea and using that idea of sharing stories around the campfire yeah. um, to inspire improvised scenes in, in the Big Fork style, I guess you'd say. Yeah. That's and awesome. It's, we, we've, um, we've done the show before, but we've really uh, angled it much more towards chill, like families families and children so awesome it's set at camp big fork mm-hmm. and it's the final night of camp and so <laughs> it's like the the camp show yeah we're the camp counselors and this is the final night of camp oh that's great um, <laughs> i feel like kids will love it and that's really exciting because you might have some young people in the audience that you know you ignite that passion for that yeah and go on to do that for well, their and lives. that it's that it's okay to like that's one of the things of improv is like it's like playing you know like yeah. uh, when you get older and you get an adult you're told that it's not okay to play around and yep. like do funny make ups yeah and when you're a kid you're just in the playground all day making stuff up and yep. using your imagination and that's what we do and make shows out of it and it's acceptable as well you know yeah. as a kid yeah. and we, we show people that it, that you should be able to play as an adult and, yep. and also to kids that these adults when you become an adult you can still play yeah um, that's great we did the show originally in a at a scout hall, like with a real camp. Well, we didn't end up being able to use a real campfire. We did it around a real campfire. Yeah, but I like that you felt it was. Yeah, that just speaks to the quality of your imagination. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> and we need that <laughs> as performers. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're taking it inside now. We're in the Visi Theatre, the Power yep. Brisbane Powerhouse. Um, uh, but so we we think we've got a way to make it still feel like you're around a campfire. Yeah. And that's on awesome. March 16th. Yeah. At 1.45 and 3.30. Just getting those details in there. Awesome. Yes. We'll repeat them at the end probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do that at the end as well. Just, we'll just whisper. Just, just, just in case podcast. someone stops listening right now. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had any improvisers on this show before? This is the first improv. <sighs> we, we would have, but um, not... Um, I say that in the sense of improvisers that probably do a bit of improvisation and a bit of all different yeah, yeah. kinds of things. So like not clown, people who clown do a lot of yeah. improv. Basically, yeah. yeah, maybe we're the only people Simpsons. who are brave enough to say we are just improvisers. We do nothing else. But you've come to some. You've come to a jam before. I right? did, and yeah. I had so much fun. And you guys jam on Tuesdays as well, don't you? Yeah. So, so we had a bit of a clash, lapsed. but. It's, that's going to be changing in like a week. Ooh, what? Wow. And I'm stoked because I was really sad about not being able to come to your jams. Oh, well, that's so exciting. So I should be so able to. Okay, cool. Well, that's exciting. We'd love to have you. Oh, thanks. I'm glad. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be awkward if you weren't. Yeah, we just like, left. Got, <laughs> just, just, just got up from really the table, quiet. run. Yeah. Uh, what, what night? <laughs> <laughs> just so people at home know, in case you don't know, the, the drops are random. Whenever you play sound effects, there's no there's random reason. No, no. Were you listening to the podcast? I was listening to the thinking, podcast. Thinking, what does this mean? There is a way. There is some rationale were you, were behind you, it. Were you getting sound all effects? Da Vinci code? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's this code? Yeah, exactly. There's a code that I got to crack. Yeah, yeah. But now I know it's just random. That makes yeah. me feel much more secure. Oh, okay. I, well, I'm glad we share that with our listeners. <laughs> I, I had. <laughs> that needs to be like a, a show warning. I had no. Qu- oh, there we go. <laughs> got to, sorry, that's my cat. That's, uh, there you go. See, good one. It's improv. I think that maybe. Has has affected other people in an unsettling way. Well, Sorry, guys. But it is it is sort of just like apropos of nothing. Sometimes <laughs> the sound effects come in. I had I had no problem with it listening to it. <laughs> uh, like I was listening and going, okay, that's that's going to be something that happens when we do the podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> I have a memory like a goldfish. Every time it happens, I'm like, Argh! it's like, a it's a childish thing, definitely. And I think for me, it's very much. It sort of mixes in with my personality type of I like to just jolt people back into the planet, you know, like 
Just like keep them on guard, keep mm. them on edge. I love a good soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all about soundboard. One of, my, one of the things that makes me laugh is, uh, uh, although it's not really a set, there's, there's a soundboard in Spontaneous Nation, uh, which is a podcast by Paul F. Tompkins, uh, who's a very funny actor and comedian and improviser. Uh, where he just gets improvises. I think they've just finished, they did 200 episodes and then stopped. Uh, uh-huh. It's like an hour long improvised <laughs> narrative. That's great. Uh, very funny. Paul F. Tompkins is a genius. He's on Comedy Bang Bang as well. Uh, and he's also very funny. He plays like, Comedy Bang Bang is a, is it a, how would you describe Comedy Bang Bang? Like an improvised talk show? I'm just trying to think, I'm trying to remember what that is because I've definitely. So there's a TV show called Comedy Bang Bang that was based on the, podcast uh but the podcast is scott ockerman who's an actor and comedian interviewing uh guests that are playing characters yep um and paul f Tompkins plays like uh werner herzog and uh, uh andrew lloyd webber like he plays like these sort of oh, huge I'm personalities keen for it's that. very funny <laughs> I would, give me andrew lloyd webber <laughs> i like to know just those specific episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too there's been some good recommendations on here do you guys um uh, think you might be in the in the zone for a bit of a improvised game? Of course, of course. I'm always in the zone for <laughs> improvised games. <laughs> awesome! It's very unusual to do just with uh, with the mics, but we'll make it. It work. is, I think so. It, I'm very excited. Um, so we're going to go on a quick little circusy style break, and we'll be back shortly. See you soon, guys. I mean, oh, we won't. We'll we'll hear you. I mean, you'll hear us. Okay, bye. <laughs> And we're back. Hey, guys. Hello. We're going to play a game for you now. I'm so Yay. excited. Yay. <laughs> you sound very excited. <laughs> I don't, um, don't want to blow. I don't want to like ruin the microphones with my, with my. You're a trained actor with your sonorous voice. <laughs> yeah. I ruin them every day. We're going to do a game. We're going to do a really stupid like <laughs> uh, uh, breathing laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. We're gonna, Jim, we're gonna, Jim, Jim was trying to play properly. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> we, so uh, when we do uh, improv, people are like, "So, how do you rehearse improv?" Because it's all improvised. <laughs> um, I, I love that, and that question's hilarious. But yeah, anyway. yeah, freaks people. <laughs> out. Yeah, freaks people. Out. I love it's it. It's so good. Um, so improv is, you know, a set of skills as well as like, you know, this ones everyone knows, like yes and and listening and, and yep. stuff like that. And there's a whole array of you know everyone. There's, there's a million improv teachers all around the world who will gladly accept your money to teach you new things. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're going to maybe do one of the exercises we use in, in like a classroom environment a little bit. Yeah. And try and make it a bit suitable for radio. Sure. So this exercise is called I Did It. And it's basically, without like showing you how to make the sausage, uh, <laughs> that's a, I love that phrase. Showing you how yeah. to make the Kransky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my version <laughs> Um, it's all cheese, anyway. It's, it's all of it. Kransky all cheese? It should be. And, and, and all cheese Kransky. So not a Kransky. It's a cheese stick. Jim, either get Fair. on board or get out. <laughs> yeah. It's almost yes, like, Anne, who replaced on. all the Kransky with cheese? <laughs> and it's all about just uh, owning up to what's happening in the scene and using that rather than denying what's happening in the scene. Yeah. I love denial, but I'll put that aside. I'll deny that for now. We can unpack that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get maybe from, from you, Dottie. Mm. Where is this uh, scene set? The scene is set in a back alley of New York. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. I have an anecdote about back alleys in New York in a sec. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, wait, That'll be the bonus Patreon <laughs> episode. Yeah, <it's> the <laughs> Patreon 
Great. <clears throat> uh, hey, Cameron. Uh, I just uh, couldn't help but notice that uh, you've replaced all the dumpsters in this alleyway with fish tanks. Yeah, I did that. I, I put all the, the dumpsters out of the way and I replaced it with some beautiful fish tanks. Well, why you do that? New York doesn't have an aquarium. It does now, baby. You know what? You're right. I love fish. Why do we not have an aquarium? We're a world-class city. I, look, I just, I just need you to know I made an executive decision. I'm the head fish keeper. Hey! <laughs> What is up with, oh, yeah, you know what, yeah. this town used to be polite. You're stupid, Ed! Oh, I forgot Every this, day this she is... comes around. Every day she comes around, wants to put her trash in our dumpsters, and then she's no uh, respect. Look, what's, what's this? Look at... You should keep your dogs where they belong! Just getting out of the dogs now. I'm I... sick of it. I can't deal with this anymore. Hey, Jim, Jim. Yeah, Cam. What's that floating in the sunfish tank? Oh, I, I uh... Is that a... No, no, you go. Is that a big... Garbage bag? Did yeah, she just well, throw her garbage in the sunfish tank? I mean, you tank? can't really blame her because this is where the garbage bags used to go, but uh, she shouldn't do it anymore. She should have seen there's a sunfish in there. Hey, come back here. Yo, lady, you just throw you just throw this garbage bag. Well, I've, I've had enough of y'all talk. <laughs> you had enough of our talk? Well, we have, just started talking to you. Accent, okay? <laughs> no, we know. We know. Uh, You've told we, us your life story before. New York is a cosmopolitan <laughs> yeah. city. We accept you from city. wherever you're from. Oh, I'm so glad that you should put that dog just out of out of here. Like, why are you always just like letting your dog roam around? It's the streets in New York. I mean, come on. That that dog is a dog of the streets. Yeah. I, I can't tame him. What yeah. are you doing with the fishes anyway? Oh, this is a New York's premier uh, f- uh, aquarium. Yeah, you look like a fancy lady with your pearls. You know, you 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 come to an aquarium, you right? Stop you stop looking at my pearls. Uh, okay. <laughs> just I was just making an observation on, on the way you uh, just, did. You, you know, get your eyes off my pearls. That pearls come from oysters, which come from the sea, Ooh, which also em. has fish. Mm. This is my new job now. I'm the head fish keeper, so I do educational tours about fish as well as run the fish place. That's hey, the name of the aquarium. So is that why you've got the the fish? Yeah, this is now an aquarium alley. Yeah, it's like you ever been a garbage man? Do you work? <laughs> well, if uh, this venture takes off, I will soon be gainfully employed. But at the moment, I do not work. That is correct. Yeah, you ever you ever been a garbage man, fancy lady? I Do bet you, you ever live been a garbage alley? man. Is that why the dogs always out? Yeah, we live in this alley. What's it doing? I didn't know you lived in the we alley. We both you live in the alley. Too nice to live in the alley. Well, I got designs on. What is that meant to me? Yeah, too nice I mean, to live in. This nice is a lovely Let's be honest. You look like a slob. I am very personally offended right now. She gets mad at me for making fun of her pearls, and then she comes and calls you a slob on your birthday. All I'm asking is that you put your dog away. Maybe put your dog in the fish tank. Did you just tell... Oh, my, my God. Did she just tell me that... She wants you to drown your dog. Is that Damn. what you're trying to tell me to do? I think so. Oh, my, my God. I just can't... I, I need a moment. I, take don't, a moment. Don't look at me. Here, have your birthday cake. Don't I made you a birthday cake. Take your birthday cake and have a moment in the corner. Listen, lady. This listen, you've made him cry. <laughs> He's crying over there. How do you two know each other? We're brothers. We've been trash brothers our entire life. Not to be confused with blood brothers. No. Well, why our do you talk? Is... Why do you talk nicer than this one? Well, what? my parents, our parents only had money to send one of us to grammar school. Why and one she... of us had to learn from the streets. Why is she so cruel? I don't know, brother. This cake is delicious. I'm, I'm, I'm glad is, you like it, brother. What is this buttercream? What's How this buttercream? I made it How myself. How did you afford the cake? <sighs> So classist. So classist. 
Yeah. How what, did are you, you, what are you judging me now uh, just because I wear pearls? Am I eating stolen cake? How did you afford this cake? Because I spent all that money on these fish tanks. Yeah, been, how I've, did you afford the cake? I've been, I've been squirreling some money away to take night classes, to, to, to train in bakery because, you know, I know you didn't like... You baked this? I baked this for you. you ba- ba- I, ba- I know you didn't the like only, being a garbage man. I'm starting to and, see a family breaking up. The only... You, you baked this, but the only oven we have is full of raccoons. <laughs> is this raccoon cake? It's, rac- it's raccoon cake, yeah. Let's pour cake. I think I'm going to be sick. Well, don't go in the sunfish. Could you do so me a favor? A lot today. Could you not be sick right here? It's just too much. Look, brother, I, I know we don't. We both don't want to be garbage men anymore. You know, you, you wanna you wanna be an aquarium master, and I want to be a, a pastry chef. And this this rich lady, I feel like. Look, I got a confession. Go on. I'm listening. I live in New York, and I'm just doing that, that because already. I need to reconnect with my accent roots. <laughs> so okay. I'm from New York. Okay, what is your confession? New York, my confession is that I am also a schlub. What? These wait, pearls wait, wait, aren't sorry. real. The birthmark on your shoulder. Hold on, let me... Your birthmark. That is very this, similar to our birthmark. This is the same as our birthmark. Oh, my God. We see sister, the- sister, come here. Come here. Let's give a big hug. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> You're right. These pearls aren't real. What are they? Teeth? Teeth, yeah. These are just Where'd teeth. Where did you get these teeth? Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this has to end something. Yeah, look, I we, didn't have know, a plan. We could go for hours, but... Thank you for joining in. Thank you, you so became much. Part of the scene. Thank you. Well, I just I think f- was very shaken by the accent. It's a. I think ooh. the accents were perfect, and that's what's good about improv. Though is like the fact that your accent was maybe imper- let's say imperfect <laughs> is a source of more comedy, right? We can it just is. play on that, and the fact that you know we identified that, and then just like we don't calling know. that dumping you in the shit, like <laughs> yeah, finding the thing that is like in, in, in a nice way, right? Like yeah. finding the funny thing, and just like okay, well, that's what we're playing with now. Right? Yeah, and I. The accent, that's just like, that's just cream on the cake, really. It's yeah. a cherry on top. Like <laughs> it's just raccoonizing. You don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to be like, oh, we could play this scene that we're building together or I'm going to, you know, try and tear you down because I don't think your accent's perfect. Yeah. You don't want to do that. That's, no, no. A, yeah. that's a dick move. That is. But I, think it, that's it, it, I tear like, myself down any day. It, no one else. <laughs> I don't think any of our accents were particularly authentic. No, that's very if true. I had to, if I had to put a polite way of Yeah, uh, the accents are just like, exactly. It's a the scary cake. thing because you can start in England and end up in India. Yeah, yeah. Days. But like if you do that, <laughs> someone's probably going to identify that that's what's happened and been like, wait a minute, you're not English at all. And that becomes part of the scene. You yeah, know? exactly. It's about seeing what's you're in front right. of you and playing what the other person Which gives you. Which is funny. It's their opportunities, yeah. aren't they? Because you take something that yeah. could have been a flop and you make it beautiful. I'm sure it's the same in clowning, right? It. Like yeah. it's the same where you just, something happens in the middle yes. of the set that you don't expect, you just roll with and it. And that's the best bit. Yeah. And there are no mistakes in improv. They're just gifts. Oh, oh. That's nice, isn't it? I, that's I nice. can't take credit for that quote. It's from somewhere. I don't know that. where. Come on, write that. I really like it's being that. Modest. I want to just like keep chatting, but then I'm like, oh no, no. Are we the longest episode of the humor experiment yet? Um, no, no, not okay. no. This has been a really great amount what, of time. <laughs> what's the record? Do you want to play another game? What's the record? Let's beat it. We want to beat the record. That's all we care about, Duddy. Okay, we can beat secret, the record. Secret. All right, let's let's. I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's have another go. All right, at let's that do game. something. Comp- that game again. Or do you want to do something oh, different? Oh, there, let's do, do something, something different. different. I like you earlier you were talking about taking like two movie synopsises and then smashing them together okay. to create something. Yeah. So we could do something like that. That is not an improv game, but let's do it. I'm excited to do it. That's what improv really? is. Yeah. Maybe it is though. 
Maybe it's an untraditional one. Yeah, we've invented it. Because we're going to improvise it. Oh, great. So we'll, we'll, we'll take. <laughs> so if you give us two movies. Okay, I'll give you the movies. And, and then, then we'll, we'll, we'll play we'll, out a scene that kind of combines them. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Oh, we can do that. Is I like that, that idea do? way better. Yeah, right. okay. And if this doesn't work, we can just cut the last one yeah. at the end of the last game. Yeah, we can be like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's yeah, that's we'll, the beauty of. We'll podcasts. go back and we'll pick up a record where Jim goes. I'm happy with not having the record. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm just gonna have some like really throwing you. Oh, into and also, it. I have to tell my I have to tell my New York Alley story. Oh yeah, my anecdote. Oh yeah, tell your anecdote okay, while I think of some important. movies. So you guys know how in every new I, this is stolen from a podcast in every uh, another podcast, not this one. The story uh, or just this part here now? This part right now, okay. yeah. Uh, in in every movie that's set in New York, they always visit an alleyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. There are no alleyways in New York. New York is built on the grid system. So there's like uh, no alleyways above uh, like Houston Street. It's all just like cross streets. And then mm-hmm. below that, there's like three alleys, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, only one of which is filmable. So every alleyway you see in a New York scene is the same alleyway, just filmed differently. Or a soundstage. Or a soundstage. But if it's filmed on location in New York, it's the same alley. That's great. That's a good, that's a prime position then for Thank an you. alley dweller. The if you want alley. it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that scene was set in, that we just heard was set in the one New York alley. <laughs> well, except it, because we're not filming, technically we could have recorded in the other two alleys that aren't technically filmable. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, good point. So which, that's even, I think that's bigger. Mm. Just so you know, that's that's the links we go to here at the Humor Experiment. We actually like travel to yeah, New York. Yeah, mm. we do that because we're committed. We did do that. We did. We go into New York to do some comedy. We did. Yeah, it felt good. But in real life, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Something we did. I didn't. I need to. <laughs> you should. That it was sounds a lot amazing. Of fun when we did it. Yeah, that's very cool. Alrighty, I'm thinking of movies. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. All right, your first one. <laughs> okay, your first one, Shrek. Oh. Okay, great. Your second one. I'm trying to think of a popular. More popular than Shrek? I'll wait. Mm. The Ring. Oh, The Do Ring. Do you remember that one? I only saw half of it because I was a scaredy Ooh. cat. But I, I mean, that's a brilliant thing about improv. It doesn't matter if we haven't seen any of the films. We'll just mm. put it together regardless. Oh, love it. All right. And so wait, are we doing a scene or are we doing the synopsis? <laughs> what do you want to do? How about, how about a, a scene? A scene inspired by the mishmash? All right, I think we can probably get there somehow. <laughs> Once again, we can we can we can cut this out. We can do it again. It's a challenge. We're up for a it challenge. It is. And if you're listening, we didn't cut it. And I know yeah, Cameron has an excellent Scottish accent, so I think we're fine. <laughs> Why do you like this? <laughs> All righty, let us begin. Uh, so, Mr. Shrek, where do you want this? Uh, where do you want this uh, DVD player set up in your house? Ah, oh, hey. <laughs> Mr. Shrek, uh, you've you've lost your accent. I know you, you've you've gone through some some speech pathology. So your accent is is just a normal accent now. Well, by normal you mean Australian. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, that's that's right. I was embarrassed because most. I'll be honest. Anyone who comes in to install things in my house expects me to have a Scottish accent. And I knew that. So that's why I said it. I just wanted to make it clear to you at the outset that I didn't expect you to be the Shrek, you know, from, from anyway. Uh, I'm just an, I'm just an ogre trying to live my life. Mm. Don't I get it? Um, anyway, so this, uh, this DVD player TV combo, uh, where do you want that set up? Uh, if you could just uh, set it up in this part of, uh, my uh, swamp house. Mm. It's nice. I, still, I know I've made a lot of money from the movie, but I still live a very honest life in my swamp. I, I didn't go through I, all that in the first movie, I, not to live here. 
yeah, all that stuff with John Lithgow and dragons. So who's John Lithgow? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I believe it was Lord Farquhar. Oh yeah, sorry, was, I just I, I know him. We go back. So um, uh, it's one thing I should tell you about this DVD TV combo uh, mm-hmm. is that. Um, uh, it's haunted a little bit, you know. So just when you so like witches, fairies, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like cool. if, if you if you if you have any uh, baby donkeys or dragons or ogres. Uh, well, luckily I don't have any uh, baby donkeys okay. or baby dragons. I do have some hybrids. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Baby donkey. Dragon hybrids. I didn't know what to call them. It's a bit of, I, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a small town. The, I'm just uh, a small town I, DVD TV repairman. I call them drankies. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Do they, are they okay with that? Uh, I've never, never really. Anyway, so if you've got, wow, if you got little right. people around, just, just be careful. Uh, you know, every, once every couple. Uh, Lord Farquhar is not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, gingerbread men, they, also, they. Puss in, Puss in Boots, very short. Yeah. True. Got so, a lot of fight in him, though. I've heard. <laughs> Sorry, you're telling. So I was telling you. So every every five or six things you watch on this TV, uh, there'll be a woman in the TV, and okay. she'll crawl out of the TV, and right. she'll say like seven days, and then you'll die in seven days. <laughs> I, I, all right. Can we? Uh, I've been through a lot of stuff, and I'm not ready to die. I'll be honest. And what are the chances of the woman crawling out of the? Oh, it's a certainty. A certainty. Yeah. Once you've watched a certain number of things. Then a woman will well, crawl out. What's the of number? Because if I stop watching before that six number. Six-ish. Six. Oh. Because <laughs> I have. S- I really just wanted to watch seven episodes of a uh, mini series. Each episode will count as a time. I mean, you could risk it. Like, I've seen eight, but I've also seen four. You know what I mean? How do you get around it then? Do you just observe, like. Uh, let me guess, there's some kind of chip in the DVD player that tells you how many episodes they want? Yeah. So it's episodes, not time? Well, it's like individual units entertainment. Right. Yeah, so You're Shrek. Like- uh, just wanted to just, uh, you know... Uh, Mr. Shrek, please. Mr. Shrek. So you just have to sign this uh, waiver, and then I can be on my way. Uh, what, what it's perfectly standard, just uh, all about the woman and how she'll kill you and, and the... the this, uh, this... A lot of blood. You are absolving yourself of all... Uh, responsibility. I'm even just a small you, town DVD TV combo salesman. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, put something to you. So what, was your, what was your name again? Uh, my name is John. John. Uh, I'm gonna put it to you, John, mm. that this is some kind of racket because what you obviously do is come and you take back the TV and DVD player I, and sell it to another person. Yeah, you got me. Do you tell everyone what's going to happen, or do you just tell me because you're you famous? Feel guilty? So I thought. Guilty of killing I saw you Shrek. and I said, if I kill Shrek, then uh, my kids are going to be mad at me. You know, yeah, you've yeah. had you've had four or five movies worth of adventures that my kids have followed, and uh, uh, and don't don't forget the uh, 4D experience at Warner Brothers Movie World. How could Coast. I forget that? Um, so sorry. Um, so I felt like if I did, if I let you die, uh, then I would have. But I'll just take the TV with me. Yeah, no, no. Just how about how about how? How about we watch It's the Crown? I love The Crown. I've and, seen it. And I know episode. I could watch it on Netflix, but I've. There's just something about DVDs that I just. I can't switch to streaming yet, but I'm, I just. I had to watch it because everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to watch The Crown with me? With you, Shrek. With me, Shrek, and these little baby drankies. Mm, Fiona. Ah, no, Fiona's. Um, we're doing a trial separation. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's all right. That's why there's no little logos around, isn't it, Shrek? I thought it was empty when I walked in. Yeah. Look, um, I just need a moment. If, if you just set up the... 
I'm just going to go into the kitchen and make some waffles. It's been lovely to meet you, Shrek. I'll, I'll wait here and I'll set up TV. Thank you. <laughs> Truly depressing. That was wonderful. Thank you for not making me do a Scottish accent. Back, back story is my parents are Scottish, so I can't really hear Scottish accents properly enough to do them. Really? Yeah, it's just something I just can't quite get there. Yeah, so that was me putting Cameron in the shit. But then I, you know, I did, I did put him in the shit for a little bit, and then I went. You, know, well, yeah, you, you put me in the shit for one hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the joke. That wasn't going to get any funnier than that. It wasn't going to get any funnier than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the line. I like it. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank guys. you for having us. I think you made the record. Yeah, we made the record. Yay. But no one will know because they've stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Um, can you guys give us a quick plug again for that show? And then also let our listeners know where they can find you on the Instagram and Facebook and things like that. 100%. Uh, our show at the Brisbane Comedy Festival is called Around the Campfire. It's part of the family program. It's on on the 16th of this month, March, at 1.45 and 3.30. Uh, tickets are available at brisbanecomedyfestival.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Big Fork Theatre and Instagram, I believe, is also Big Fork Theatre. We run classes constantly and we have a show every Friday night in Paddington. Oh, amazing. Oh, there you go. And that'll that all all be in the show notes as well for our listeners. Right. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having That's us. So much fun. Super fun. Oh, I also had a ball. I this barely was noticed the dripping air conditioner. It's <laughs> great. I wonder if our listeners have. Oh, can you do that thing? I can't do it actually. That no, no, no. We just, we tried to do the you know, the dripping water thing with the mouth. I just Oh hey! Ooh. There we go. Secret Island. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. Have a wonderful week. Um, keen to tune in with you again next week, listeners. Have have an awesome one. Uh, stay in good humour. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.